0: Because it would go through. Look, okay. Welcome to this episode of the ESG fitness Podcast, where I'm just getting ridiculed for my bad hair brushing. I did. I tell oh, okay. you, I had to actually get it cut out.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I saw the aftermath. <laughs> you showed me you showed me look at this piece of hair it looks
0: like God. my oh I was like do you think anyone will notice this is just little piece like sticking out. right so basically <laughs> it was so bad what's, what's that right so I went I went to the hairdresser to be completely transparent right most times I go to the hairdresser there is somewhat of a knot in my hair now most times it can you know be tangled out which is just so boring and uncomfortable and whatever anyway it's my own fault this time it could like she literally spent like 30 minutes she's like this isn't even like she's she's like it's not gonna work like I don't do you want me to just cut it out and I was like well I was like do you think anyone will notice like it's the back of my head so like do you think anyone will notice and she's like no, that's quite a lot and I could see the other hairdresser being like are you gonna cut that Like. <laughs> you and I was like do you know what I've got caught like I had a busy day of course I was like I can't sit here all day so just cut it out I was like just just cut it right so fine it got cut out like I sent more in a photo it's just like someone's like come with like a shaver and like shaved a part of your (laughs) it was so much shorter obviously when it's up you can't tell right and when you kind of like fluff it but like it's probably fine now I've not looked for a while anyway then when I was in South Africa and I got my hair done i totally forgot that that had happened right and so he was like he was like doing oh and then he was like <gasps> and i was like what and he's like what on earth happened i was like oh yeah there's a massive chunk in the back i was like sorry i forgot to say he was like just so you know it wasn't me like that you already knew that was so i was like yeah no 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 no. yeah no that's fine saying that it's there's no knots in it now because i mean if you cut the hair out that was knotting then how can it not it's quite a bit to cut out me. all of the problems in your life there you go <laughs> oh, she's there with her with her,
2: like analogy metaphors all of it yeah okay
0: do you want, are we gonna read questions do you want me to get oh, straight? Well, just because i just Wait, wanted well. about myself how how are you maureen
1: i'm great thanks yeah i don't have anything exciting to share as per usual um what did i do this week Nothing. There's nothing to
0: do here. That's a big big problem.
1: There's literally See, nothing.
0: It's a problem and a positive because the same is true for me. When I'm in Dundee, there's nothing to do. So I just work. Which has its pros and cons because you can only do that for so long before you become very boring.
1: Yeah. See, that's what's happening to me. I'm like, oh, but there's nothing to do. Let's just go in and edit some videos at yeah. <laughs> nine o'clock at night. <laughs> you need to yeah. manage nine- children that
2: they're, they're taking they're taking a, you can actually i'll give you some admin for my kids you can just order some stuff that they keep losing and <laughs> and and sort them out for their 10 tours walk um no that's the thing here is that you think oh brilliant and then you get thrown something that they've lost broken need for school
0: tomorrow and you're like ah but uh, yeah, yeah. unfortunately don't have that but I would say that running business is a lot like having kids you're like oh everything's going very well <laughs> like it's not like <laughs> something else goes wrong but I guess because- that's just life, right like you know stuff's unpredictable you can't you can't foresee the stuff that's going to go wrong or you you know and the stuff that you can foresee you you prepare for but
2: And actually that is true because yesterday I was like, in my head, I had all these things that I needed to sort because like we're going away, not this weekend, the weekend after so people are coming looking. And I was like, oh, and actually I just wrote it down in the end, I was like, right, this is all in my head. And it's it's not that the jobs are impossible at all. They're all fine. It's just there are too many of them going around in my head. So I just had to write it down. I'm like, I just need to one job at a time, just tick it off the same as you would for work. But it's just that it's not, it's not necessarily work related. It's um, just admin, life admin.
0: Yeah, you know? That's <laughs> why, Ruth, whenever you ask me to do something on WhatsApp, I'm like, email me this because I will, will forget it, you know? And then it's like, oh, okay, okay, but it won't ever get, you know, like I'll always reply to an email.
2: Yeah. That's like, you know, if it's not in my
0: Google calendar, I'm not turning up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't know where I should be. I'm yeah. completely lost without it god imagine google calendar went down i
1: i actually don't know what i'd do i wouldn't go anywhere i can't imagine having to go back to using like a a hardback diary
0: (laughs) oh where's the diary it's (laughs) like stuff changes so much as well
1: yeah
2: i never used one of those i don't know how i survived
1: oh i bought loads but use them no <laughs> just,
0: they just the pile up and then they're completely useless because they're 2018 and you're like oh none of the dates match anymore
2: yeah that is exactly what i would do i had really pretty ones that were few pages used mm-hmm. yeah very mm-hmm. sad anyway questions yeah it's from maureen so maureen's obviously doing something because it says how to manage a weekend away weekend away trips when trying to be in a
1: deficit. <laughs> Where are you going Maureen? Oh, I've got such exciting plans I just can't share them. <laughs> just need a bit of help in sorting myself out you know to make sure I don't go off the wagon. I uh, see
0: okay. Um, Ruth what are so,
2: you thinking? Yeah um, as a, I think planning ahead and knowing what you're setting yourself some some conditions and I don't mean like I can't have this and I need to have that but knowing what to accept, expect the weekend so you're not winging it is a good idea so if you're trying to stay in a deficit then you know we give calorie ranges making sure that the rest of the week you're at the lower end and then have a plan so if you're going to be eating out in the evening on the Sunday night then know that that's going to be higher and focus on what you're going to choose as your puck yes I think it's just thinking ahead and knowing what you're Going to be doing what if you're going to be drinking and if you are going to drink, maybe think to yourself what that might look like in advance rather than just going out and winging it. That's what I.
0: Yeah, and hoping it'll all fall into place because probably won't. The other benefit of that is because I know that that can sound a little bit boring of like, well, make sure you have a plan, look further ahead, blah blah blah. But if you think about the positives of that, like I know that I enjoy a meal way more when I know oh do you know what I'm really excited about is like going out for a pub fish and chips on the Friday night like that's that's one of the real things I'm excited about about this trip great have that enjoy it but you know what you're not so fussed about the crappy sandwich at the service station on the way okay cool don't have that bring something else instead it's about that like you want to optimize enjoyment so think about what are the things you're going to enjoy the most double down on those and then even remember like that big fish and chips that you're having on a Friday night. you might get 90% of the enjoyment from that from like three quarters of it leave the rest of it not not that fast for it or like I I quite like fish and chips now and again but there's always too much batter so I'll eat like half of the batter and then like scoop the fish out for the rest of it right just as much enjoyment don't feel greasy as fuck afterwards and probably half the calories that it would have been if I'd eaten all the the batter right that just making like little changes like that not really to save calories but like to optimize the enjoyment of it you don't want to be uncomfortably full you don't want to feel a bit like the afterwards because you've eaten to the point that you you know you're not enjoying it anymore so yeah I would think about those things slow down with your meals choose your puck yeses enjoy everything about it because it's not just the fish and chips it's the sitting there with your family with your partner with you know whatever's going on having good conversation yeah yeah all i'd add is like this person
1: um has history of binge eating or overeating and it's like We definitely don't want to be approaching the weekend with like massive rules around food where you're kind of telling yourself that you can't have this. I know you had said that, Ruth. It's like, look at, okay, how can I, like Emma said, how can I make the most out of this situation? But maybe kind of have a look back on how these events have gone for you in the past and how would you like them to go? So what kind of has to happen for that to happen? Because you might have approached. Can you hear that, Hailstones? Okay, you might have went out for or went away for a weekend before, and did everything that you didn't want to do because a lot of people use going away for a weekend as a kind of an excuse to oh this is this is just what happens when I'm going away for a weekend I eat all this crap because sure like what else am I supposed to do It's like well you can approach it differently so look at how you have approached it in the past and how would you like to approach it and definitely like having some sort of a plan but. definitely not going in like thinking oh I can't be having this now because I'm trying to eat healthier or trying to lose weight it's like you can enjoy it and eat nice food in moderation at the same time yes okay yes yes agreed (laughs) okay
2: should we do another question no Yes. a plan for my trip to Madrid in two weeks please so yes um, I'm going with a friend who has limited mobility, so the step count won't be high. Was thinking when she's relaxing in bed early morning, I can get out for a run to increase my. Then there's the food and the wine, so probably going back to what we've just said there a little bit. We go for five nights, and I really don't want to break my momentum. I'm feeling fab with the ranges. And not under the usual diet pressure at all will do the home workouts in the hotel room and have found a healthy spot to eat near the hotel could just do with a couple of coaching nuggets please i'm i'm thinking some of that will be covered with what we've
0: just said um and then yeah going uh, out for it i think she's got it too. it sounds like you've got a great plan there the other thing that i'll say and this goes for both of these situations they don't sound like frequent occurrences like it sounds like you're like oh I'm going away for a, a, a the weekend it doesn't sound like you do that every weekend right it, and it doesn't sound like you go to madrid with your friend like i don't know probably more than once a year it, you know if not even less frequently than that remember that because i think people get so caught up on oh this one weekend that's what's going to wreck like all of my progress no it's not it's going to have almost no impact even if you did overeat on that weekend it's going to have almost no impact the impact is on how you respond to that you get back you weigh yourself you notice you've gone up a few pounds you think nothing ever works for you then you continue to overeat then it's weeks and weeks later and then that week- weekend does ruin your progress but realistically a weekend here and there makes no difference a-, a holiday here and there makes no difference if you do what you've just said that you're going to do on that holiday it will have no impact at all now when people are worried about it impacting their momentum I get that but I actually think the opposite often happens especially when you're out of your environment like there's no way that you can in some ways it's easier if you're like in Madrid right or you fly over to Spain like you're going to be in a completely different environment there's no way that you can continue doing what you were doing out there when you get back you're not going to be having siestas you're not going to be running on the beach you know unfortunately all the you know you're not going to be eating out for every single meal so it's actually quite easy to get yourself straight back into a routine because so much of your routine is impacted by the environment that you're in now you've already managed to build a good routine in the environment that you're in so don't be too worried about like going away and it impacting you I'd be more worried about if you fell out of routine in your current environment because then we'd have to kind of rebuild it again. If you're like, oh, I'm going all the way to Spain in a completely different environment, I'm not going to be working, I'm not going to have these time constraints, we're going to be doing something completely different, we're going to be eating out all the time, we're going to be doing this, 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 fine. You're not going to be able to bring that back home anyway. So I wouldn't be worried about that.
2: There's two things I've picked up in check-ins that are kind of with 30 HD and that same thing. So sometimes people are worried because they are, Going and so, I've had two different check ins yesterday with different things that I've noticed. One of them was that they were going away and still wanting to maintain heads down completely because of the fact they're doing 30 HD. The other one was somebody that had been going away, she'd been away once, like for a weekend, but it didn't result in her then coming home and it continuing because she got straight back into the habits because she's doing 30 HD. And that's probably because the scales which are likely to jump up after a weekend because of different food choices and so on she hadn't had that so she's just getting straight back on and that was something she'd observed so there's two different mm-hmm. things we can think about them sorry
0: and look if you you know life gets in the way right like the idea of 30 HD isn't to like set yourself up for failure by being like oh I've got a holiday in the middle of it if you really want to pull cool, add those five days to the end but I mean you could probably stay within your target's and enjoy yourself while you're away anyway. That's why we've set them as range targets. That's why, you know, like the whole point is really not weighing yourself, focusing on the actions and letting the outcome take care of itself. Um, So you can do either.
2: Another Maureen question, two actually, a one and a two. How to eat and lose weight healthily around daughters, teenage daughters, without making any deal about it? And the next one's how to best eat on the day that you're going out to eat at lunch dinner. So should we do the first one, eating
0: around teenage daughters? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll just frame should it as positive. Yeah. Like, um, mum's eating like this to fuel herself because she's been, you know, like you shouldn't be over restricting anyway. I don't know. Like, I, I, I think I would share all the principles that we coach you on. Like, n- none of them are a negative none of them's like I can't have that or I'm not having this or you know and, and if you are deciding not to have something say oh I'm choosing not to have that today because I'm really looking forward to I don't know that chocolate cake on the weekend but not like I can't have that because I'm saving myself at this and you can only have chocolate once a week but just like oh I think I'd enjoy it or like I'm already full or you know I'm, I'm trying to eat as much fruit and veg and high protein as possible because I've been working out and mum wants to be you know, strong or... Did you say teenage daughters? Yeah. Okay, maybe you don't speak in that language. I'm like, I obviously <laughs> don't know anything about this. Yes, mummy would like to build muscle. That'd be like, okay. But
2: three to one would work really well here as well. I like that for, with the family, because and then, you know, if you don't want to track your evening meal, but you've got it planned and you've got an idea, then if it's that you are worried about them watching you track, then don't track the evening meal that you're having with them or or write it down somewhere else if you want to pop it in later. But I, I definitely think that it's about it's a great learning opportunity, you mm. know, to teach them. The same with any children, you know, girls obviously are more susceptible.
0: It is a, it's an important thing to consider and it's a really good time actually to call yourself out on how you talk about food. Because a lot of the time, like, you know, if we pick up clients on on like, well, oh, you know, there's no good, bad, good foods or bad foods or like you shouldn't be talking to yourself like that or whatever. They're kind of like, nah, like not that fast, but like, OK, well, do you want your kids to pick up on that? And then they're like, ah, uh, no, I don't actually. And then it's like, OK, well, well, that's why you should change, because it's not just, you know, and it doesn't just impact you, how you talk to yourself or how you talk about food, but it impacts the people that are listening. And they know that, right? And then normally when you delve into that, you're like, where did you pick that up from? You're like, oh, well, my mum used to always be on such and such diet. Right, well, you want to stop that. Like, you want to be the change, right? You want to pass on good traits to your kids. You want them to see that mum does take time to exercise. That's the other thing. I think with mums especially, there's this, like, guilt around taking time for yourself, right? And actually, there's, there's probably not a better example you could give to your kids than... No, on a Tuesday night, mum goes to her, you know, I don't know, the gym, this class that I really like, you know, whatever, because it's time for her. And and when then they see that exercise is an important thing. It's not just going to be cancelled because they want to go to gymnastics. It's like, you no, know, this is that, like, mum already has plans at this time. I don't know why I keep saying, like, I already have plans. <laughs> ah, I think
2: when you, Maureen, the other day, I'm sure it was you that said about the saying, a, a moment on the lips like on the hips or something like that and that's was it you that put that on insta oh i don't know why it just that I maybe it was just something i thought you like saying but it is those sorts of messaging that you say and a child they just stick with you i mean like we've all been teenage girls and mm. you hear things don't you and you kind of thinking yeah so check in with yourself i thought that was you i don't know who said that then
0: but it is, it's sayings like that that you think are kind of like inconsequential, but actually really stick in people's heads. Or, like, my mum always said this, or like the saddest meme ever is like that meme of the kids stepping on the scales and then being like, what? It doesn't even, work. I always see mum crying on these. And it's like, you see, people are watching,
2: you know? I, right this, my mum's lovely, but I remember being a teenage girl and I did that thing where before I grew, went taller. I got a bit bigger kind of got that kind of puppy fat thing and she was obviously worried about this and she uh didn't know how to broach this with me sorry mum for sharing because she'd probably be mortified that she did this but she did because you remember don't you and she went oh Ruth um I don't know how to say this but you're getting a bit and then she just went and blew out her cheeks and her face <laughs> and as a 15 14 15 year old girl that was pretty devastating <laughs> but yeah. um but like now I know, don't say that to my kids, don't do that.
0: But... No, but, but then it's like, okay, well, if you are worried about your kids putting on weight, how do you approach that? And in some ways it's kind of easier because you generally have quite a large say in how they eat or more the environment that you can create for them, right? So instead of just having crisps and chocolate lying all around, don't don't not have them because i think that can cause other issues and even things like okay well then as soon as i get to school and i can go and buy stuff at at lunchtime i'm just going to eat loads of crisps and chocolate right so you don't want to like completely remove them but can you make the easiest option for them to go to fruit and veg or like healthier options of snacks that like because you, you can quite easily because they live at home curate their environment to make those easier healthier options the ones that are easier and to go for and you can you know literally put it on a plate for them like dinner can be healthy or dinner can be like you know not exceptionally high in calories
1: yeah 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 no I did speak to this client um in her check-in about this and and the main thing I said was about the language I think the worry was um she didn't want to be always talking about fat loss like oh I have to do this because I'm trying to lose fat and and creating that narrative around her daughters that like you know skinny is better um so yeah everything everything
0: yeah so you can focus it on I want to be healthy I want to be strong I want to be able to do amazing things I want my body to feel good like that's the messaging and then on top of that I would also say no one needs to know you're on a diet you know I think a lot of people oh well I don't want to have to tell everyone or like I don't want to it to be obvious at dinner or whatever you can do this stuff without telling anyone you don't have to be like oh do you do, would you like an extra serving of potatoes no I'm on a diet like you could just be like no thank you like you, you don't or like oh do you want do you want a this size piece of birthday cake oh no just have a smaller one because I'm pretty full already but I'd like to try it you don't have to say because I'm on a diet and I'm trying to lose body fat you know like just get on with it
2: or oh, I'm trying to be good that's what people exactly, say isn't it and yeah. Um, yeah that's so so important isn't it Do you want Maureen's second question? Uh, Yeah. It says, how best to eat on the day that you're going to eat out at lunch or dinner?
0: So I think what Maureen would have said was fast all day, (laughs) only drink water, and then just completely gorge at dinner. Is that right? All of your calories. The water
1: has to have um, apple cider vinegar and lemon juice. Oh,
0: obviously. Probably some
2: CBD, some CBD oil as well in there as
0: well. Ooh. Yeah. Or oh, oh, actually, more to the point, MCT oil at the moment. Oh. Yeah. Just drink fat all day, preferably for a few days beforehand. Then you can have your dinner. Yeah. We're joking. <laughs> just in <laughs> case anyone's just joined. Um, what did you actually say, Maureen?
1: So it, it really depends like for this particular client where like the sense of over restriction and overeating was um a common thing i was saying to eat as normal eat your regular meals if it's just a one-time thing go out and enjoy your meal make sensible decisions don't feel guilty about going out and enjoying your meal and just get back into your routine the next day you don't really have to sweat about it too much if it was somebody who was like you know oh, I actually have like a pretty good relationship with food. I don't have this restrictive mindset. I would be saying that you could make adjustments to the earlier part of the day where you could focus on increasing the amount of fruit and veg in your day and increasing the amount of protein that you're having and keeping some of your um, your carbs and fat calories for later on in the day, but making sure that you are still eating something earlier in the day, but prioritizing like protein, high volume fruit and veg and stuff like that that's actually going to kind of keep you ticking over throughout the day and then you have a bit more wiggle room then in the evening
0: Mm -hmm. I think you're right in that there's so many variables in this like okay what's the person's relationship with food what's their background are they someone who generally over restricts then overindulges how many calories do they have to play with because if you're like oh yeah I'm dieting on two thousand calories sure you can probably fit in a meal out within those by just making a few adjustments at breakfast and lunch if you're like, oh, I'm I'm dieting on 1,500 calories and you know you're going out for a meal that's going to be 800 to 1,000 calories, like a little bit harder. And if you did want to stay within your calories, you'd want to look at the days before and like adjusting things like, so that, I mean, like 1,500 is pretty low already, but like maybe even like a couple of hundred calories less on some days. Um, yeah, so it depends on, on numerous things, but also back to the point about frequency. If this is like, we spoke about this with Ruth the other weekend where she went for high tea, it's like she didn't track it, she didn't know how many calories are in it. How often do you go to the Ritz for high tea? Literally, like you've never done it before. Apparently, now you're going to have to go for your son's birthday, but you know, like it's going to be once or twice a year. It makes absolutely no difference. And it would have ruined the enjoyment if you were like, oh I, I need to not eat beforehand or like I'm only going to have one tiny bit of this or one of that and then I'm going to get my app out in front of my son and try and log it all and you know and it just like ruins it for you right and for him probably so I would really want people to think about the frequency of these things and then I mm-hmm. think it takes a lot of the I don't know, you can big it up so much that then then you kind of make it this thing of like, oh, well, if it's my one day of, you know, not tracking, then I will eat as much as I possibly can. And that comes back to, like, I used to do this when everyone used to do cheat days. I was like, oh yeah, I'll be really good for six days. And then on my cheat day, I would literally eat as much as I possibly could. Like, as in like, I wasn't even hungry. And I'd be like, oh, but I'm not going to be able to eat this cookie again for another week because I'm going to be good all all week. And then it won't, you know, like my cheat day is not till Saturday again, so I better eat it now, even though I absolutely do not want it. And I actually feel quite unwell. (laughs) Like it was so stupid. So many of us did that in the fitness industry. And yeah, that's why we didn't that's why we didn't do that anymore.
2: Can I just add one more thing about eating out? And that is um, going out really, really hungry will often lead you to overeating or eating more than you would beforehand i know that M always and ha- i don't quite like this but she does it for a different reason but she quite often has um like a protein yogurt before she goes out for dinner but that's more because she's worried about not h- hitting her protein when she's out. but it's got the other part of it that you're not starving when you go for your meal so you can make choices based on like what you actually want what you're you know you can
0: actually slow down and make that choice about being like just give me everything i'm really hungry mm. No, that's such a good idea. I always eat, like whenever Amelia and I used to like go out for dinner, we went out for dinner every single night in Mexico and I'd always eat an apple on the way to dinner. Always, every single night. She's like, oh, the apples are coming out. I'm like, yeah, every time, just because then you're not like starving. You don't tend to overeat. You're a little bit more patient. I actually think you enjoy, or I know I do, like I enjoy dinner more because I'm not like, oh my God, when's the food coming? Like, you know, you're not like hungry about it. And then the other thing I'll say about eating out, and, and again, it's like most people worry about that. Most people don't overeat when they eat out, partly because of the social pressures, partly because, you know, if you can't have any more, really, unless you're going to order a whole nother meal. And yes, some portion sizes are, are, you know, very large. But I don't know, for example, like, say you were going out for a Nando's one it's not that many calories anyway obviously depends slightly what you order but the portion sizes aren't huge and it it, you'd have to really go out of your way to overeat like you would have to go back up to then order something again to then wait another 20 minutes to then get that like it is quite unlikely now as I say that I am like huh slightly different if you're at like like I went out for really good Greek food recently. And I think we did just order a little bit too much, to be honest, for two people. So I did eat a little bit too much then. But again, how often do I do that? Not very often. So does it make any difference whatsoever at all. No. Um. And yeah, that goes- but my point about that, like, sorry, that overeating when you eat out, it's actually normally not that. Normally the issue is that you've over-restricted before you go and eat out you eat out, you're not satisfied, you get home, you feel bad because you you ate some chips off someone else's plate or something. You're like, oh, I've kind of gone over my calories anyway. Oh, well, do you know what? I'm in a bad mood about it now. Then you end up overeating and that is what puts you like way over. I think,
2: yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. Next question is, um. I really hate leg extensions at the gym. I find it makes my legs really crampy, even on a low weight. Are there any common problems with form, on this exercise or tips for making me detest them less? Thank you in advance. Hmm? Cramp. I like it. Yeah, cramping, which to me, maybe the positioning of the, I'm wondering if she's got the positioning of the bar not in quite the right place or sometimes yeah she's because you can change all the positions I'm wondering if she's coming too far up you know like really I don't know
0: I think I mean I often try and do this because it shows good like muscle contraction is like kind of pause at the top and make sure that you're really engaging your quads but it sounds like and now and again you know I would say normally after I've done like I don't know a load of lunges beforehand or something like I will get like a twinge of cramp doing that I wouldn't say it's the most common thing but it could be that like right top of the movement I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing unless no. it's legitimately turning into cramp
1: yeah my question would be like are you getting cramps in every quad exercise that you do because it could be just like um the the your Nervous system is not used to that position, and like your muscles are just weaker in that movement. But if it's just happening on the leg extension, that would be
0: maybe you know, the other thing that on. I'll uh, say it could be. I mean, a couple of things if it is cramp, then make sure you are like getting in enough salt and you're not excessively sweating, and you're not, it's not just like a low electrolyte thing, or eat a banana, get some more potassium or something. If it's not that. Then I get this quite a lot because I have really weak legs because of my back, right? Like, but genuinely, like yesterday I did three sets of body weight walking lunges, and I was as I was walking down the stairs out the gym, I was like, oh, a little bit cramp in my quad, right? It's not, it's not a lot, but when you're quite undertrained, and I'm not saying this person is or isn't, and like literally, I'm putting my hands, up to say I am. That you know, you you can like. The muscles start to kind of like cramp up quicker. So it could just be that you need to train yourself a little bit more. I don't know how, you know, if that's like an ongoing thing, you're like, no, do you know what? I'm squatting like 50 kilograms and I'm still getting like cramp on the quad extension, then maybe something else is going on. But it it could literally just be that. Or if you're like, Yo, I'm getting if you're always doing your extensions after heavy squats, which actually if I program for you, you probably are then might not actually be that surprising that you do get a little bit cramp.
2: Uh, Also, you're saying about whether she got it in other exercises, but most other exercises, you could probably overcompensate more in other muscle groups. And the leg extension is one that you really would only be hitting, well, really targeting the quads, which could be why she's feeling it more if they are a bit weaker um there because like it's quite easy isn't it to if you're stronger in your glutes to
0: engage them best in different exercises Uh, anyway yeah if you're worried about it take a video of yourself or get someone to take a video of you on and and let's see if there's anything like setup wise that might be wrong okay
2: uh hi How important is hip alignment in a squat? I follow Squat University on Instagram and he talks about it a lot. I really focus on my feet being even, but tonight when squatting, I could really see a difference between one side and the other. Could this be caused by one hip being tighter than the other? Thank you.
0: Yeah, could be. It could be, like, it might not be your hip, it might be your knee, it might be your ankle, it might be a, like, strength imbalance. Do you know the best thing to do would be to try and get a video of this and send it to Claire, because she's literally an expert in this. That is literally what she does. So mm. you've got the best person, but often it's like thinking about pushing through your feet evenly. Um, Yeah.
2: Warming up with a weighted squat holds quite nice as well. Like if you're not warming up to your squat, and you are tighter in one side, I mean, World's Greatest Stretch is a nice one before doing... um. A squat as well, but I will do some weighted squat holds before a, a squat day, and um, and I find that that help, and I kind of slightly wiggle around in the bottom position to try and open up a bit more. So that might be a good idea.
0: Yeah, and then the final thing I'll say is that like if if you're like oh this happened on my eighth rep of my last set and I was really pushing myself, that's kind of normal. Like you know when you're really pushing yourself, then that's when form starts to go. Now that is when you want to stop as well. Um. But it is it's normal for like you to have one side that's slightly stronger and your form to go a little bit when you're really pushing yourself.
1: Yeah, all yeah. I do is like I do follow squat university as well and like he is very good. Um, Sometimes you can have the strength there and it's not really a tightness in your hip. It's more a stability issue. And he will do like a lot of like activation exercises beforehand, which is just kind of training your muscle to or your body to be in that position and to recruit the correct area of your body to stimulate or whatever at that point um to create a bit more stability before you ac- actually go into the movement so like a bit of a primer like having um a little bit ba- a loop band down around your shins to actually cue you to drive your knees out can help with the uh, activation of your glutes mm, love about it
0: squat, cool. yeah 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 the other thing really like pre-activation as well is kind of what ruth was talking about like you know some people will be quad dominant and so if they are they'd actually maybe do a bit of glute work beforehand to activate those muscles so that you're more likely to recruit them in the squat but that's why it might be quite good to get claire to have a little look because she'd probably be able to be like oh yeah you're you're using your quads too much or you're pulling your back in or whatever and it's like a relatively easy fix once you know what the issue is
2: yeah keeping an eye on the bar path i know that squat university say that as well but when i had that in my head it really helped my squat just thinking about not having a wiggly line as you're going up and keeping it nice and straight is it's quite helpful visualizing that um as well okay next, mm-hmm. next okay um do you have any advice for not passing on my dysfunctional eating to my son please um
0: so we sort of covered that but it says for context oh, we for- that today like we've literally just had two questions in slightly different ways I know and I'll just I will read it and then it, just
2: so that they, she knows it's been read but it says my son is nineteen and in his first year at uni he's very tall very slim complete opposite to me and by his own admission he's not eating enough and has lost weight since he's been away. He knows he's not eating healthily, and I have tried to talk to him about the importance of fueling himself. But I don't want him to go. Uh, I don't want to go on about it so that he develops a poor relationship with food in the longer term. Any suggestions for how to approach this situation would be greatly received. I talk about making him strong. Like you need to get you know you want to be you want to be strong rather than putting on weight. But yeah, I
0: think the other thing is it's very easy to project your own uh relationship food on someone else, or or you to think, well, if someone told me I needed to do this, then I would feel like this. And he might not, you know, like he might have lost weight because he's just gone to uni. He's not very good at cooking or he can't be bothered to cook. And he's just hanging out with his mates and having a great time and he forgets to eat dinner and then he's off like, you know, he's maybe drinking more than he's eating and whatever. So you could think about, okay, well, how do we make this practically easy? Maybe you, maybe you buy him a protein shake that has, you know, like a, a gainer shake that's got a little bit more in, or you, you're you like, oh, why don't you try eating these protein bars, but don't get the lean ones, get the ones with extra carbs in, or, you know, little things like that that are going to make it easy for him and, and practical of, well, okay, well, if, you know, what's happening? Oh, I'm just, I end up waking up late and then I just, go to class and then I've got two hours of class so it's lunchtime and I haven't had breakfast you're like okay cool have this protein bar beforehand bam we can get protein bars like that with with oats and stuff in for like six seven hundred calories or like here's a I don't know have a protein shake and then also have those flapjacks that are freaking amazing but are like 800 odd calories for like a tiny bar okay bam like there's almost a thousand calories for breakfast cool go like I would I would focus on that, like, practical side of stuff. Now, obviously, if you notice him being more resistant to, like, oh, no, but I don't want to gain weight, that's a, like, different conversation. But to start with, I'd just make it more practical. Oh, I got you all these. You can have them for breakfast on your way to class instead of, like, skipping breakfast. Done. Easy. Genius, Emma. I love that.
1: I would just question, like, is he... Is he underweight like, or is he in a healthy BMI? Because it could be, and I don't want to cause any offence here, but it could be that removing himself from the environment he was living in has naturally caused him to reduce weight if there was a tendency to maybe overeat or something like that at home. So I would take that into consideration as well.
2: She just says he's very tall and very slim um, and he says he's not eating enough and has lost weight since he's been away but it doesn't say that he's too thin it just says he's lost weight
1: might just be natural yeah
2: yeah okay, okay. next question can you recommend a good quality protein powder please i i'd like to get it out uh get it from a natural source but it's handy to have a powder on the days that does not work um we've got somewhere a thread shall i try and find that i mean there's I can. Yeah, I mean
0: them. I don't know natural all pro, uh, All protein powder is processed right oh uh, no she said that sorry she said she likes to get it from natural
2: sources her protein but oh protein, okay protein, protein, I, protein, I protein. thought she was
0: looking for a natural protein powder or something okay fine um I mean all whey protein is pretty similar it doesn't really matter where you get it most of it's marketing I really like phd smart protein because it mixes well but some people are like, oh, it's too sweet, and other people are like, I don't know. Like it, a lot of it's preference, right? It's like saying, like, what's what's the best protein? Oh, what's the best chocolate bar? It's like, well, I really like Twelves, but some people prefer arrows. I don't know. You know, like after that, after it being like get whey protein, after that, it's up to you. You decide. Um, some
2: of the men aren't so nice tasting i mean i like the natural chocolate my protein but i'll put emma's suggestion and my suggestion in the comments so that she can see that there
0: okay great and we will be back i'll be back tomorrow to answer the rest of the questions
2: all right thanks guys bye Bye.